Let us pray. God of life, we praise you for abiding, your abiding presence. From generation to generation, blessing your people, strengthening us to live lives of service, empowering us to witness, hear the prayers we offer on behalf of your creation. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today thankful for the ability to be here and be in your presence with the Holy Spirit in worship. We thank you for the ability to bring this service to those who are in need. Help us, Father, to reach all over not only this local area, but the states and the world bringing your word, your scripture, your truth to those who are seeking. Father, we thank you for your strength and your continued guidance as we work through this ministry and help us to move forth in light and love. Father, we ask that you grant that as we serve you now on earth, so we may one day rejoice with all the saints in your kingdom of light and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, now and forever. Amen and Amen. Let us turn now into Scripture, into our Bibles, to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5 and 13 through 17. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I still was with you, I told you these things? But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth to which he called you by our gospel for obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, Stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Here ends. Our reading for today. Thanks be to God.
Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us continue forth in prayer, brothers and sisters. God of truth and light, we come to you from our daily lives that are full of scams and tricks seeking to gain our confidence and steal and betray. In many ways, it makes us wary of opportunities to show compassion. Jesus has reminded us to trust in you and in your truth that speaks not through phones or emails, but directly to our hearts. As we give this morning, as you have called us, may we do so with joy, not fear. We pray this in the name of Christ, who intercedes for us, that we might know truth. Amen and amen. And brothers and sisters in Christ, if you feel so compelled to tithe with our ministry, if you click on our webpage link, you can find ways there, whether it is through shopping merchandise or just a gen general tithe directly to us. Everything that comes in goes back out to those in need through our Bible ministry and so much more. We truly hope that we can get that new hope rising and spread the word of our Lord and bring back that hope to those who need it most. Let us turn now to our Bibles once more to the gospel, which is the gospel of Luke chapter 20 verses 27 through 38. Then some of the Sadducees who deny that there is a deny that there is a resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife, and he dies without children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died without children. And the second took her as wife, and he died childless. The third took her, and in like manner, the seven also. And they left no children and died. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife does she become? For all seven had her as a wife. Jesus answered and said to them, The sons of the age... Of this age, marry and are given in marriage. But those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die any more, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. 
But even Moses showed in the burning bush passage that the dead are raised when he called the Lord, the good, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. For he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. But after that, they dared not question him anymore. Here ends our scripture from the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. And this brings me to our message for this morning, which I've entitled that we don't always have to have all the answers or we don't have all the answers. And as I begin here this morning, sorry, I'm still catching up on hydration from yesterday. I apologize. Um, have you ever wished you had all the answers? When you're at work and a boss comes to you and says, hey, do you know how to do this? Don't you wish that you did in some cases if you don't? So you could answer the boss and maybe, you know, get a little higher up on that pecking order or be more of that confidant for the boss to go to in the future. When your kid asks you, mommy or daddy, what's wrong with that individual if they see someone that they're not you seeing? And you don't, can't find the right words to kind of teach them and tell them, right? Because you might not know, but ultimately you don't want them to stare or gawk and so forth. What happens when you get asked questions of are you happy with your life? Or if there is one thing you could change in your life, what would it be? See, some of these questions all come to our hearts. And we sometimes don't know what the answer is. Sometimes we do know the answer, but we're afraid to say so. As we approach this week service, you know, that Powerball drawing is $1.5 or $1.6 billion. And then you have the what if questions that come from that of, well, what would you do if you won? And for a lot of people, they would spend it all away. Would you invest some for your future? Would you invest for your children's future? Would you buy your dream house or property and so forth? Like, what are the things that you would do? Or would you take big chunks of that money and give it back to those in need? Would you help others out? You see, in today's scripture from the Gospel of Luke, we see the question come forth of what about the resurrection? Now, 
Do you believe in resurrection? Here's an honest question from me to you, and answer it honestly to yourself. Do you believe in resurrection? I can honestly say I believe that there is life after death. I believe that my spirit will go move on into the spirit realm. And ironically, yesterday I had a wonderful conversation while I was helping the troop doing scouting for food with this elderly gentleman. And he noticed my shirt that I was wearing and I had explained to him that it was one that I've d designed and did up for the ministry. And that stemmed us into talking and he had told me this quote that him and his wife heard. And they run a Bible study and book study group through faith on their own, bringing people together, bringing people closer to Christ. But the quote was that our spirit begins prior to us being in the flesh. And then our time in the flesh is basically an unknown amount of time until we return back to the spirit realm. But meanwhile, in this whole period, our spirit is still living, right? Our spirit is still going. And that, to me, is the thought process behind resurrection. That my flesh may fail, my flesh may give way, and I might die, but I'm going to continue forth in resurrection. So, ultimately... We see, we start from the beginning of our passage, that some of the Sadducees who deny that there is a resurrection came to Jesus and asked him, saying that Moses wrote to them that if a man's brother dies having a wife, and he dies without children, his brother should take his wife and raise up the offspring. Okay. I mean, I, I, I guess I can see the logic. The logic here, at least in that time, is to have your name, have your legacy, have your lineage continue through a male. So, if the family's lineage is going to continue... And your brother has a wife, and he, he dies before they conceive and have a son, have a child of any sort. This says child, doesn't say son. And instead of her just being a widow, the brother who's unmarried is to take up that wife. And same thing. But in our scripture for today, we see that there are seven brothers and they all have gone through this pattern. The next one stepped up to the plate and the next and then the next and then the next and then the next. And ultimately we went through seven brothers and the woman passed away. And none of them marriages gave birth to heirs. But what's interesting here is Christ then turns that table for a second and says, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are counted worthy. Oh, I skipped too far. Right. I apologize. Where before that, it comes to being asked to Christ, 
that whose husband, which brother is she the wife of in resurrection? And that's when Christ sits there and says the following, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die anymore. For they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But even Moses showed in the burning bush passage that the dead are raised when he called the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, for he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. And ultimately, when Christ says this, they stop. They don't have any more questions because they understood what he was saying. Ultimately, you could sit there and say that he was asked the question in hopes to stump him, in hopes to trick him or trip him up. Because that's what kept happening through Christ's life. And ultimately, he under the best way to say this is Christ understood the assignment when he was asked that question. And he gave forth his response appropriately based on what he was asked. Now, how many of you hearing Christ's response understand fully what he was saying here? And that's okay because maybe we're not at the place in time in our lives to understand it fully. But at some point, we will get to that point of understanding. You see, that's why the beauty of this is not having all the answers. Christ, in his perfection, has all the answers. God, in his perfection, has all the answers. We, in our imperfection, do not have all the answers. And that's okay. But if we are seeking answers, if we are looking for clarity, for truth, for guidance, then we must stay on the path of seeking the Lord. We must stay on the path of looking to God himself because he has all the answers. And he will release to us and he will show to us in time what he is guiding us for, what he is looking to us for. We see in 2 Thessalonians how Paul is talking to the gr that group of new Christians. And he's talking about God's love, right? He's talking about how they need to stand fast. He gets to a point and he says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle." So Paul is saying, whether by what we have told you, whether what we have given to you, or what you have read in word, stand fast to those traditions. 
Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Because God knows all. God has the answers. And Paul is asking them to stay steadfast in this, to stand fast in those traditions, in what's righteous, in the Lord, in God the Father. And I like how it says, good hope by grace, because the grace of our Lord brings hope to our lives. Even in times when we don't know the answer, when we don't know when this storm is going to end that we're living in, when we don't know how long it's going to take to possibly close on a house, to move forward in our lives, to find that perfect combination for jobs, and so forth. But God knows. And in his due time, he will... Release that to us. What do you think we have to start doing to get to that point with that relationship with God? Well, we need to start praying, brothers and sisters. We need to have that open communication with him, that open topic with him. We need to stand firm in our faith, no matter the persecution. We need to sit there and ultimately look to bring that hope, that good hope, Back to the world through grace, through mercy, through love. I know we may not have all of the answers. Like Christ did when he said, they are like the angels and are children of God. But we can think about what it would be like to be an angel. Even if we don't understand it. We can think of what it would be like for our spirit to continue after death. To be in an eternal bliss. To feel no more pain. No more sorrow. No more hurt. But even in scripture, Jesus is telling us that heaven will be different from what we know now. But in the long run, we must trust in him as we would trust a loving father, a loving mother. That we would trust in the fact that we're going to go out our door get in our car, get from point A to point B safely. We don't have to have all the answers, brothers and sisters, but we need to have faith. And through faith, we will get those answers in time as Christ brings them to our lives. But we need prayer. We need faith. We need love. We need mercy. We need forgiveness. I know I don't always have all the answers, but I can promise you this, that if we stand 
and stay steadfast in prayer, in kindness, in love, in light, bringing joy, hope, and peace to this world, spreading forgiveness for people who have wronged us, trying not to overreact and be angry at the little things. We can find those answers through Christ Jesus. We can find those answers knowing that our daily needs will be met and we can be happy and we can be with God. That's what it means to not have all the answers right now because maybe those answers we're not prepared to handle. When we sit there and look at our lives and say, why God, why have you forsaken me? We might not be ready for that answer at that time because it's not that God forsaked us. But how many times do we pray for strength and how do you get strength? But with not, how do you, apologize. How do you get strength without having to go through a journey to become stronger? It's like weight training, if you think about it. How do you get ripped muscles without trying to work at it? How do you lose weight without working at it? Yeah, there's fast tracks, there's easy ways, and the devil is going to tell you that all the time. But ultimately, in your journey, it's going to take work. It's going to take some effort. Prayer, faith, understanding the word of God, looking to the Lord when you don't understand for his answers, for his help in all that we do brothers and sisters in christ in everything you do today tomorrow a week from now a month from now a year from now stay faithful and true to your lord jesus christ and know that even if you don't have the answers he will let us pray dear heavenly father we thank you for your scripture passages in the gospel of Luke from the message from your son Jesus Christ father we thank you from the message from Paul in second Thessalonians help us to embrace it help us to understand it help us to be renewed by it that we might go forth in our lives seeking you that we might go forth in our lives praising you that we might go forth in our lives thanking you that we might go forth in our lives being faithful to you Father, we ask for your forgiveness, for our sins, for our trespasses, for everything that we have done against your will. And look for your strength and guidance as we move forward in this world till we can be with you in the spirit in the next, in resurrection, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Let us pray. Eternally righteous God, merciful judge of all the living, in your love you call us to share the glory of Christ, strengthening our hearts in every good work and word, that we may be steadfast in your ways and always believe your truth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, 
Please join me in doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And now, brothers and sisters in Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen and Amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts? possibly women's leggings then look no further than checking out our teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls it's all custom designed from us here at worship without walls again that is teespring.com backslash stores, backslash worship, dash without, dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.